0: My name is Rick Renner, and today I'm inside the memorial to the defense of Leningrad. In 1941, Nazi troops surrounded the city of Leningrad. Today it's called St. Petersburg, but in 1941 it was Leningrad, a very important city in the Soviet Union. And the Nazis wanted to seize this city, so they surrounded it in an attempt to starve it out that the people of Leningrad refused to surrender. Their spirit simply would not be dominated by an enemy and they resisted. For 900 days, food and supplies only came into the city in very small amounts. In fact, there was so little food that people resorted to eating wallpaper. Have you ever eaten wallpaper? If you had no food, you might eat wallpaper. They began to cook their belts and cooked their shoes, anything that was made out of leather. They ate their dogs, their cats, their birds, rats, anything that could be eaten because food was not coming into the city. Plus, the temperatures dropped to minus 40 and many people began to die simply because the weather was freezing. It was a horrible 900 days. But finally, at the end of that 900 days, the siege was over And there was great victory in this city because they outlasted the attack. You know, when I speak to you about this, my mind goes to Hebrews chapter 10, where we find out that a fight usually follows some kind of illumination. Maybe you've been under assault, and you've wondered, why am I under assault? Well, let me read to you from Hebrews chapter 10, verse 32. It's his call to remembrance the former days in which after you were illuminated you endured a great fight of affliction. When you are illuminated about something, when you've had a revelation, you become so threatening to the enemy that he comes after that illumination. He wants to steal it from you. He wants to defeat you. And one area I'm thinking about is finances sometimes people really get an illumination about tithes and offerings they stand on the Word of God and they begin to give their finances and then financially they come under assault and they wonder what's happening the Bible says if I give I'll be blessed but I'm not being blessed in fact I'm being assaulted and they wonder why this verse tells you why the devil comes after illumination and if you feel that your finances are under assault Refuse to surrender because the attack will pass.
1: Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust. A message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. Welcome to
0: today's program. My name is Rick Renner. And yesterday we began a brand new series called What to do when you're being bombarded. And yesterday, we saw what triggers an attack. And today, we're going to look at an attack against your finances and what you need to do if your finances are under assault. But I want you to order the whole series, which is called What to do when you're being bombarded. It's five parts. It comes in multiple formats, and it will really help you repel any attack that's coming against your life. And it comes with a wonderful study guide that is just loaded with all the points and the principles and everything in the programs. Please order these today by going online or by giving us a call. And right now, we're offering you my book, which is read by people all over the planet, and it's called Dress to Kill. You don't have to take it anymore. If you're tired of taking the enemy's attacks, you don't have to take it anymore because you are dressed to kill a biblical approach to spiritual warfare and armor. You will devour this and you will use it and use it and use it again. In fact, this is a book. You ought to order two because you're definitely going to want to give one to somebody else. And when you become a partner with our ministry, we're going to send you my book called Life in the Combat Zone, which is dedicated to our partners. And the moment you become a partner, we're going to get it in the mail to you. And Denise's book called The Gift of forgiveness. Please order these today and become a partner with our ministry. Right from where you are, you can change someone else's life. That is amazing. But hey, reach for your Bible. And today we're going to go back to our anchor verse, which is in 2 Timothy chapter 1. Are you ready? Let's go to 2 Timothy chapter 1. And we have seen that when the Apostle Paul wrote these verses, he was really suffering some bizarre things. He was in prison in the city of Rome, and he was being accused of being among the arsonists that burned down the city of Rome and there's such bad press in Rome about Christians and particularly about Paul. <laughs> and when we come to 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 12, he says for the which cause I also suffer these things. And when he says for the which cause, he's pointing back to the previous verse, verse 11. Where he says, Whereunto I'm appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher of the Gentiles. He knows that's the call on his life, and he's really given himself to his call and has made such amazing progress. And now he says in verse 12, For the which cause? Because of this anointing on my life. Because I'm appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher of the Gentiles. Because of that call and that anointing on my life. I suffer these things. And the word suffer is the Greek word pasco, which means I suffer. It depicts emotional suffering, it depicts physical suffering. He says, I'm suffering all of these things because of my call. It has triggered an attack. And then he goes on to say, Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. This word ashamed is a Greek word which means to be disgraced, to be put to shame. To be embarrassed, and it literally describes a person that is so embarrassed, they feel the flush of heat in their face as their face turns red. Paul says, I'm not disgraced. I'm not embarrassed. My face is not red with shame because of what everybody is saying about me. Why? He knows who he is, and he knows the one whom he is trusting. I am not ashamed for I know. What do you know? The word know is the Greek word oida. The word ointed means to see, to perceive, to understand, but it depicts knowledge gained by personal experience. He has so much experience with God that he is not afraid because he knows whom he has believed. And he says, I am persuaded. That word persuaded is the Greek word patho. And I want to read to you directly from my notes. It depicts persuasion. One who is convinced... So Paul says, I'm convinced it means to coax or to sway from one opinion to another, which implies that while Paul is sitting in prison, he has to deal with his own thoughts, even though he knows whom he has believed and he's persuaded that he's able to keep that which he's committed into him against that day. He may be tempted at times to wonder what's going to happen to me, but rather than get into a place of fear and unbelief, he begins to do some self-talk with himself. He begins to coax himself to stay in a place of faith until finally he is convinced to the core, that's what this word persuasion means, it depicts a rock-solid certainty, Paul sitting in that prison by himself, rather than listening to all of his thoughts, which is a bad thing to do, he begins speaking to himself and talks himself into a place of faith and says, I am persuaded that he is able. The word able, the Greek word dunitas, it describes one that is capable, one that is competent for any task. He says, God is absolutely in charge. Jesus is the Lord of my life. He's competent. He is capable for what I'm dealing with to help me overcome. He is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. And the word keep, which we saw yesterday, is the Greek word phoulasso, and this word keep means to save. He's able to save me. It could be translated to protect. He's able to protect me. It could be translated to preserve. He's able to preserve me. And it was the very word used to describe a military guard who used uninterrupted vigilance to watch over the territory that had been assigned to him. And it is the same word used to describe the uninterrupted vigilance that shepherds showed in keeping the flocks entrusted to their care. And now Paul says, hey, I am God's territory, and like a guard, he is hovering over me. He has vigilance that is uninterrupted. He's able to save me, protect me, preserve me. He's watching over me, and because he is my great shepherd, and I'm one of his sheep, he's hovering over me, and he's going to keep that which I've committed unto him. The word that refers to himself. He's talking about the day that he gave his life to Jesus. He says, I committed myself unto him. And I told you yesterday that that word keep is the word committed is the Greek word paratheke. And the word paratheke means to entrust or to deposit. And I gave you the illustration that when I was a boy and every other Thursday night, my dad would take the whole family to buy groceries and we'd go by the bank and my dad would deposit his check into the bank. That deposit would be the same word, committed, the Greek word paratheke. He entrusted his check to the bank. He deposited it into the bank. And once he put it into the depository box and closed the door, no one could touch it. No one could retrieve it. It was there. It was safe because he had entrusted it there. And now Paul says, hey, I've entrusted my life to Jesus. I've deposited myself into his care. Nobody can touch me. Nobody can harm me. I am in Christ, and I'm in Christ forever. And then he says he's able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. And then he adds in verse 13 this remarkable verse. Hold fast the form of sound words. Which thou hast heard of me in faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. Why did he say that? He was writing to Timothy. Timothy was also under attack. And we know that Timothy was tempted to give way to a spirit of fear. How do we know that? Because Paul addresses it in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, where he says to Timothy, God has not given you a spirit of fear. And that word fear describes a spirit of cowardice. It makes you cower. It makes you hide. He says, God has not given you a spirit to make you a coward or to make you afraid or to make you hide, but God has given you power, love, and a sound mind. And you know when a spirit of fear is operating in you because you don't have a sound mind. A spirit of fear produces irrationality. It produces panic. You begin to worry about everything. You even worry about things happening to you that will never happen to you, but it seems so real to you because it's in your imagination. You're focused on it. You have an unsound mind. And Paul says, hey, God did not give you this kind of mind that is irrational. God gave you the spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. He didn't give you this spirit of fear, which drives you into a state of panic. And then Paul says to Timothy, listen to this, hold fast, the form of sound words which you have heard of me. Oh, this is so important. The word form is the Greek word hupo, tupasis. Listen to this from the word hupo, which means by. And the word tupos means a model or a pattern. It denotes a model forged by repetition, a pattern to be followed and repeated, or it means stick with the pattern. So now here, Timothy is under assault. And he's writing to Paul. Paul is also under assault, but he's in faith. Timothy is tempted to give way to fear. And now Paul says, hey, Timothy, I'm going to tell you what you need to do to stay in a place of faith. You need to hold fast the form of sound words, or you could translate it, stick with a pattern of sound words, which you have heard of me. Which means Paul had a regular form of speech. It was so regular, he never deviated from it. And now he says to Timothy, Timothy, in this time when you're tempted to give way to fear, get a grip on your mouth. Don't speak bad words. You need to stick with the same kind of language you hear me speak. And what is that language? He tells us in faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. Paul kept words of faith. And Paul kept words of love in his mouth, and he did not deviate from it. He stuck with that pattern of speech because he understood, and you need to understand that if you begin to speak fear, you will begin to cooperate with the spirit of fear. You need to speak faith. When you speak faith, you will repel the attack, and it will keep you in a place of a sound mind. What are you saying with your mouth? Listen to yourself. Because if you're speaking negativism and unbelief, it's going to take you down the wrong road. You need to stay in faith. You need to speak faith. You need to confess the word of God. And that is what Paul says to Timothy. In fact, he says, hold fast. Hold fast means you've got to really work on this because you will be tempted to say something you should not say. He says, hold fast, retain it, possess it. Don't let go of this form of sound words. And by the way, the word sound describes something that produces a healthy result. The words you're speaking right now, are they going to produce a healthy result or an unhealthy result? What are you speaking? What you say is what you're going to get. And then he says in verse 14, that good thing which was committed unto thee, keep by the Holy Ghost. That good thing is the call of God. It's the gift of the Holy Ghost. It's the anointing of God in your life. It's the revelation that God has given to you. And this verse says you are to keep it By the power of the Holy Ghost. Now, many times people come under assault when they have an illumination about finances. They see in the Word of God that we're to tithe, and they're to give offerings. And until that moment, they've never had a financial problem. They begin to give, and they begin to give their tithes and special sacrificial offerings. And bam, it seems like from every direction, their finances begin to suffer. And they begin to wonder, what is happening to me? The Bible says, if I give, it will be given to me again. But I seem to be under such assault since I began to believe in tithing and giving. What is happening to them? What has triggered this assault? And I want you to see what the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 32. But call to remembrance the former days in which after you were illuminated, you endured a great fight of Affliction. That word illuminated is the Greek word photidzo. You hear a word? It's where we get the word photograph. This word illuminated, the Greek word photidzo, describes a brilliant flash of light that leaves a permanent and lasting impression. It's a revelation. You've seen something in the Spirit. You've seen something in the Word of God. It's like a brilliant flash of light. It has so impressed you that you know you'll never be the same again. For example, finances. You've seen what the Bible says about giving, and you've begun to give because you've been illuminated. It's made an impression on your life. But the writer of Hebrews says, Call to remembrance the former days in which after you were illuminated, you endured a great fight of afflictions, which tells us many times a fight follows illumination. When you are illuminated with anything, it triggers an attack. The enemy hates people that are illuminated. (laughs) And this word endured is a form of the Greek word hupomene, and listen to what it means. To stay or to abide. Listen careful. To remain in one's spot. To keep a position. To resolve to maintain the territory you have gained. In a military sense... It pictures soldiers ordered to maintain their positions even in the face of opposition. It means to defiantly stick it out regardless of pressures mounted against it. It is staying power. One expositor calls it hang in there power. It is the attitude that holds out, holds on, outlasts, perseveres, and hangs in there, never giving up, refusing to surrender to obstacle, and turning down every opportunity to quit It pictures a person that is under a heavy load but refuses to bend, break, or surrender because he is convinced. He is convinced that the territory, promise, or principle under assault rightfully belongs to him. That is powerful. All of that is in this word endured. Which means when you have an illumination, you need to understand the enemy is going to come after it. He's going to try to get you to surrender what you have been illuminated about. And if it's finances, he's going to try to get you to stop giving. He knows if he can get you to stop giving, then he'll stop the cycle of harvest coming into your life. So he's going to try to discourage you and you have to make a decision. I'm not going to bend. I'm not going to break. I'm going to give up every opportunity to quit. I'm going to refuse to surrender to obstacles. I'm going to stay on target. This is my territory. This is my principle. This is my promise. And I'm not going to surrender it. Wow. Stay on track. And this leads me back to 2 Timothy 1, verse 14, where Paul says to Timothy and to us, that good thing, which was committed unto thee, keep by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. That good thing, the revelation that you've received, the instruction that you've received from heaven, it was committed to you. It was committed to you. And you have to Keep it. And guess what? The word keep again is the Greek word philosophy, the same word which describes God's uninterrupted vigilance to keep you in the same way you have to be committed to watch over what's been given to you, what has been committed into your care, and you can do it by the Holy Ghost that dwelleth in us which means you're not doing this by yourself. You have a divine partner on the inside of you. He dwells in you. That word dwells means he's taken up residence. He is a mighty warrior inside you and he wants to partner with you and enable you to keep to keep, what God has given to you. Don't surrender it. Don't yield it. If you've Come into a fight after you've received an illumination. Don't be surprised because Hebrews 10 verse 32 says, A fight follows illumination. And if God has told you to be a giver, you give regardless of what the enemy tries to do. And here's the good news. Eventually, all the storms pass and when they blow out, you will still be there. He that endures to the end always wins. You know, the early church believed that word endure was so important. They called it the queen of all virtues. That's literally what they called it. You know why? Because they understood if they had endurance, it was not a question of if they would win. It was just a question of when they would win. They knew if they could endure eventually, the attack, the pressures, the foul weather, the foul wind, it would all blow out. And when it all blows out, they'll still be there. It wasn't a question of if It was just a question of when, if, they had the ability to endure. And if your finances have come under attack, number one, make sure you stick with a form of sound words. Speak faith, not unbelief. And you stay in your place of faith and keep doing what God has told you to do. And this attack will blow on out, and you'll be glad you stayed in your place of faith. I'll be back in just a moment,
1: and I want to pray for you. What triggers a spiritual attack against your life? I'm talking about difficult moments when it seems like some area of your life has come under a full assault from the enemy. But what exactly triggers these spiritual attacks? And what exactly can you do to repel them with the power of God? In this practical and helpful five-part series, what to do when you're being bombarded, Rick Renner will give you the needed weapons and strategies for repelling every attack. I'm talking about attacks against your finances, attacks against your marriage, attacks against your children or grandchildren, attacks against your health. You'll be so thankful you took time to digest this powerful five-part series that is available in digital or physical formats, starting at just $10. In addition, we are also offering you the 500-page book, Dressed to Kill. In this book, Rick answers questions about the often misunderstood subject of spiritual warfare and gives insight into the purpose of spiritual armor in the lives of believers. This comprehensive study on spiritual warfare teaches you how to put on the full armor of God and the importance each piece of the armor plays in defeating the enemy. This beautifully bound book, which includes a full-color insert of illustrations depicting every piece of armor the Romans Soldier War and Battle can be yours for just $22. Don't miss this special offer, the series What to Do When You're Being Bombarded, and the book Dressed to Kill. Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now.
0: This is Rick Renner, and I'm here on the side of our new studio with Mr. Joel Renner. It is so good to be with you. Joel, it was exciting what happened here yesterday. It really is. They poured so much concrete. They poured this entire slab yesterday from morning to evening, and on this slab, Joel, we're going to begin constructing our new studio. In fact, the walls are going to go up in just a few weeks, and we're able to do it because of our giving team that's giving of their finances to help us do that. And right from this place, we're gonna produce teaching that people can trust and send it all over the world in the English language and the Russian language. And it's just so exciting. And what's totally amazing to me, Joel, is that at the same time that we're doing this here, we are purchasing a new building in Tulsa. And told just this morning, I was reading in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 11, where God promised, I'm going to give you houses that you didn't build that will be fully supplied when you get them. And the new building that we're getting in Tulsa, it is fully furnished. It's amazing. It is everything we would ever need. And we didn't have to lift a finger. We just have to walk in and take possession of it. And believe. And believe. We need to pay for it. And that's why we want to say thank you to you, Giving Team, because you really are making a difference. And here in Moscow and in Tulsa and around the world, our ministry is literally bursting at the seams. People reaching out to us, calling us, writing to us, asking us for materials. If you saw our office in Tulsa, you would be amazed because materials are lining the hallways, we're using metal containers on the back of the property because we don't have room for more materials in the building. We're literally bursting at the seams because God is giving increase. You know, the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6, one plants, another waters, but God is the one who gives the increase. And I wanna say thank you for your planting, thank you for your giving, and thank you to God because God is ultimately the one who gives the increase. That if you're not already a part of our giving team would you please pray about becoming part of the giving team to help us finish constructing this studio and purchasing the building in tulsa we'll be so thankful and together as partners we're going to reach people with teaching they can trust it's amazing that right from where each of us are we can make a difference in someone else's life so thank you in advance for being a part of this wonderful ministry EXPANSION PROJECT. Wow, today has just been packed, and when we come back tomorrow, we're going to see what you need to do when your marriage is being bombarded. What do you do when your marriage is under attack? It's going to be so encouraging. But hey, you ought to order the entire series, which is called What to Do When You're Being Bombarded. My friends, if you know what to do, you can get through any attack and repel it in the name of Jesus. And this series will help you to do that. And it comes with a wonderful Study guide. We're also offering you right now the book, which is called Dress to Kill. The full subtitle says you don't have to take it anymore because. Your dress to Kill. It is a biblical approach to spiritual warfare and armor. God has given you all the armor you need to put the enemy on the run. And that's what this book is about. So order yours today. And remember that right now we're offering you our autobiography called Unlikely. The full title is Our Faithful Journey to the Ends of the Earth, Unlikely. And the back of the book says if you're ready to read a true life story that will stir your faith to launch out into your own unlikely adventure. This is the book for you to read. So please order yours today. And you can order all of these things by going online or by giving us a call right now. And please reach out to us and let us know how we can pray for you. We are people of prayer. And when we hear from you, we're going to stand with you in faith to repel any attack, any assault that you're dealing with in your life. And Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus right now for the power of illumination. You give us words that change us. And Lord, we ask you to help us endure to the end and to defend what you've told us to do and what you've told us to believe until we receive the full manifestation of it. In Jesus' name, amen. I'll see you tomorrow. But remember Ecclesiastes 8.4, where the word of a king is, there's power.
1: Thank you for joining Rick Renner today. For more information about Rick Renner Ministries and product resources, visit renner.org and connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.